1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Let's turn our attention to the thought, where is God when things go wrong, when everything turns to custard, when it all goes pear-shaped? And you might be thinking this happens sometimes on a personal level, sometimes to families ...people in our community and we might be thinking nationally and internationally even to the scope of what happens when there's war that takes lives almost indiscriminately and uh, those who are under the suffering of that we say where is God in these circumstances... Well, a conversation today with Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator from Culture Watch, who's been reflecting on these things. Where is God? Who is really in control? Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, I might say a conversation like this today has not only those theological foundations that we might try and glean wisdom from the Bible, but... Uh, you're also going through some personal things too. Any thoughts on why you've begun to just research and uh, reflect on these sorts of issues? Who's really in control?
1: Yes, well, it's uh, as you say, it is uh, certainly a theological, biblical, even philosophical topic. In fact, I... Began a new article looking at it in those terms. But as I explained halfway through the piece, it has become quite a personal thing for me as well. Um, in terms of the big picture of course you can say the real struggle of human history is between autonomous man the sinner thinking he's in charge he's in control he's in the center of the universe as opposed to the one who really is the sovereign god who really is the one in charge So there's always been this huge battle between, you know, people shaking their fist and saying, I'll call the shots, thanks very much, and uh, those who finally realize that actually it's God who's calling the shots and our best, our wisest— Thing that we can do is to acknowledge that truth and start living that way. You know, where we can't control most things in life. You plant a picnic and it starts to rain, and you know, the weather is out of your control. So, at best, it's God who's uh, at least allowing these things. So, learning those lessons is something everyone needs to learn, and even Christians can. Need to be reminded of these truths. We can become too self-sufficient, too self-reliant, too much thinking. We're the boss. We're in control. But then, as you say, some some well tragedy or hardship comes along. It could be war or illness or suffering, and then all of a sudden, maybe we're reminded. Uh, yeah, God is in control and not me. So yes, a recent bout. In my own family with cancer it has certainly helped me to think afresh about all these things. We'll talk about that some more in just a moment, but
0: when we're talking about little things, Like the picnic in the park and the rain comes or you're out on a camping adventure and nothing seems to go right. Then to these bigger issues, really big issues like war, invasion of one nation over another and then the personal tragedy you might face if there's someone close to you or in your community who is the victim of an accident, losing their life or as you say, gets close to home when you're going through a health challenge, a cancer challenge, those sorts of things. Bill, do the same principles, understanding that God is in control, work at the picnic level as they do when you're dealing with major life-threatening
1: illness? Yeah, well, I think they do. Obviously there's levels of seriousness and importance. Uh, you know, a rainstorm spoils a picnic, uh Or maybe the sun is out, you do go on your picnic, but then you take a bite into your uh, whatever hamburger, and all of a sudden you get a very sore tooth and say, sorry guys, picnic's off, I gotta rush to the dentist. Uh, There's a million little things in life that show us that we're not always in control. Uh, But yeah, certainly the bigger things, uh, well, then it becomes absolutely clear we're not in control. I mentioned in my piece, right, one day a year going to work, you're having your relationships with family, you're living in your home or apartment, you're going in your own bed every night to sleep. The next minute, you find yourself one of millions of refugees fleeing a war, war-torn country like Ukraine, and that is happening, of course, as we speak. One minute they were happily hopefully living as families doing their thing going to work going to play having fun going to sleep eating meals the next minute your world is turned upside down and for millions as we say heading to another country just to stay alive so that certainly shows uh, how our uh, well, supposed sort of control of things is really just an illusion in many ways. It doesn't take much to change all that. And as we say, same with uh, a personal illness. I've, you know, I've got bits and pieces in my own life. But uh, as some people know, my wife uh, just recently discovered she's got a very serious breast cancer. Uh, you know, one of the worst forms of it. And so everything there changed overnight as well. Everything was thrown into the wind. Uh, The idea of controlling our life all of a sudden ended, Uh, right? I had to cancel all my speaking engagements. She basically had to change everything she had been doing. Now it's a weekly, if not daily, run to the hospital. There's chemotherapy. There's everything that goes with it. The uh, side effects of chemo, which seem to be often as bad as the cancer itself. So, yeah, a world gets turned upside down, and millions of people have known All about the journey of walking with cancer and the issue of, well, you lose control real fast. Sure, you give some control to others, doctors, nurses, hospitals, medicines, but ultimately, if you're a Christian, you say, God, you've got to be in control. You're the one who's sovereign, even over pain and suffering, and we can only put our trust and hope in you because, boy, we don't have any control any longer. Everything has changed ever since that diagnosis. Bill, we'll often reflect if God is
0: allowing things to happen to us, we assume that there's something we ought to be learning in all of that. I wonder if you've got any thoughts here the fact that we don't necessarily learn when there is good times, but when bad times come, that's when the learning lessons really kick in.
1: Well, sadly, that's all too true. certainly true for me, probably for you, and probably the overwhelming majority of your listeners. Hate to say it, when things are going swimmingly, when everything's going fine, we tend not to think about important issues. We tend not to be as serious in our walk with God. We probably tend not to pray as much, to seek the Word diligently for what truth we can find. But boy, let a tragedy like cancer strike and then all of a sudden wow your priorities change real fast uh affliction and hardship does well it should grab our attention sure it can make us bitter or better so it depends on our response but yeah once something like this happens all of a sudden so much of life seems so frivolous and so unimportant and again there's plenty of passages in scripture, Uh, I think often of Psalm 119, a couple of the verses in that uh, chapter always uh, comes to mind. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. Or it's good for me that I was afflicted, so that I might learn your decrees. Those are just two out of, well, probably hundreds of biblical passages we can appeal to, suffering and hardship does, tend to get our attention and tends to get us back on the right path where we should be. So uh, uh, as one book uh, the author wrote some years ago, Don't Waste Your Sorrows. Uh, that message is true. When we go through suffering, hardship, and sorrow, well, are we going to let God teach us things, draw us closer to himself, or are we going to get hardened embittered, and more angry? So uh, I think God is certainly behind these things, but the real trick is how do we respond? Do we let God have his full work in our life, or do we react against what's happening and Uh, not believe that, yeah, God is sovereign, he is in control, and what he allows for us, he's allowing because he's uh, all-loving and all-wise God. And Bill, when these things happen to us personally, we
0: can think on the level of personal levels for the one who might be a victim of illness Mm -hmm. or hardship, But for those of us who are not suffering that same illness or hardship, there's also the caring elements of our Christian Mm. walk, that God Mm. actually allows some of these things to happen so that his grace might be shown either through his miraculous hand or through the caring hands of those who are his followers. Any thoughts here for those who are standing on the outside, looking at suffering and wondering about their own place in all of
1: that? Yes. Well, good point. Uh, Interesting. Obviously, once you have cancer like this so close to home, you start, you know, even movies, you think, oh, here's a movie that's about cancer. I think I'll watch that. Or, you will look out for books about cancer. And strange enough, last night I was reading one such book. It gave a reference to another book, which I had on my shelves, So I went there looking for that book. And then in the process, I found another book specifically on God and cancer, which I didn't even know I had, or I forgot I had. So I pulled that one out, and I read it through last night. And uh, one of the things that uh, was said, and uh, which relates to what you just said, is, you know, it's... Often the one suffering can, well, again, this sense of control, this sense of autonomy, this sense of self-reliance. You you don't really want others to help you. You don't want others to always be fussing over you. And uh, I think the wife of the cancer patient in this book said, uh, you know, she had to learn this and a lot of her friends that, hey, Guess what? God is blessing people who want to give, you know, cook a meal, come over and just read a Bible passage, whatever. God has got as much for them as carers as He has for the one who's suffering. And we or those of us who are doing the suffering, in this case, my own wife, uh, they have to learn to let go and learn to say, hey, there's a, a place for the carers. God is raising them up. He's, he's blessing the one trying to provide care, just as he's blessing the one who's suffering. So there's learning lessons for everybody. And uh, yeah, God's got a real role for those carers. Uh, mind you, in the early uh, weeks of our own situation, a lot of people, People brought food along. At one point, we thought, oh, we're we're going to have too much food. Uh, of course, after a while, they may forget. And, uh, you know, now the fridge is getting pretty empty again. So hopefully the same folks will remember, maybe space it out a bit, one or two casseroles a month. But yeah, even practical like things like that can really make a huge difference because when you're, well, certainly my wife is not doing cooking anymore and I'm busy. Uh, so just those little bits of help. It's, uh, you know, you see God in that. You see God's purposes in even the way other Christians and even sometimes non-Christians can pitch in and show their concern. And just quickly,
0: Bill, the thought that when you are going through a time of hardship like that and you're reflecting deeply on these things, you're asking those questions. Naturally, you ask those questions. Where is God in the challenging time that I'm going through? What does it do when you are a person of faith? Does it, for some, they would say, doesn't that rock your faith and uh, cause you to not have faith in God? But uh, what are you discovering about how your faith may even deepen in times
1: like that? Well, that's been the case of so many. Uh, Again, Scripture teaches that lesson that there's value in suffering. We become more Christ-like. We turn to him further as we suffer. And it's the testimony of church history. Again, the whole purpose of this article I wrote was to say we are not in control, but the really good news is God is in control. And that should be comforting, even in our darkest, harshest moments, to know that God is there. He's not being taken by surprise by what's happening. And as Spurgeon once put it, God is too loving to be unkind, He's too wise to make a mistake. Sure, the suffering and hardship is not easy to bear quite often, but if you're a Christian, it should be in one sense, quite bearable, knowing that God is with you all the way. In fact, he is one familiar with grief and sorrow. Uh, The suffering servant is what we call Jesus. So uh, it does make all the difference in the world to know that God is there and to know that he's in control. Well, Bill, I'll encourage listeners to spend a few moments keeping
0: you and your beautiful wife, Avril, in their prayers. And they can check out this article we've been talking about today called, Who is Really in Control? You can find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for sharing your heart and uh, even your personal side with us today on 2020. Many thanks, Neil.